0: Do you have what it takes to be a successful woman entrepreneur? I wish I could say that it's a level playing field in business, but the reality is that it's not. Today, we'll learn about the additional resilience, ingenuity, and grit it takes to succeed despite the roadblocks many women face. We're joined by two women who built their powerhouse law firm, Hightower Ref Law, Susan Ref, and Tracy Hightower Henney, who will show us what it takes to be a successful woman entrepreneur. Susan Reff, Tracy Hightower-Henny, uh, thank you for being with us here on the Omaha Podcast. No pressure with all the cameras that are on your faces right now.
1: This is new for us, Matt. You know, the camera and the podcast at the same time.
0: Well, I know. And you host your own uh, amazing podcast, The Lady Lawyer League, but that's just audio. So this is like, this is a, you're leveling up, yeah. Yeah. as they say.
1: We
2: are used to microphone sans video. Sans. sans? Yeah.
0: I like that. Yeah. Without. Without. Oh, is that what 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 it means? means. That's what that means. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a new line of shoes, like vans. No, no. no. Okay.
1: Sam's means without.
0: (laughs) So you are partners, uh, Hightower Ref Law, a law firm here in Omaha, Nebraska. And not only that, but you were successful in like- I mean, pretty much every venture, well, most every venture, I'm sure you've had your like, some that didn't work out like you planned, but very successful entrepreneurs as well. And also I think I would say leaders of our community when it comes to activism and especially women's issues. So it's great to have you here on the show to basically tell us all your secrets because we need all of the answers.
2: You can't now, have the secret sauce recipe.
0: At least give us a, a few secrets. Like, you know, you don't have to give us the secret to grandma's fried chicken, but just the, maybe that's a side dish secret, <laughs> like the mashed potatoes or something. So so to, like, what, how does it feel, I guess, first off, to be where you are today as successful entrepreneurs, as successful businesswomen, and, and doing what you do and what you love to do uh, versus where you started out?
2: Oh, boy, where we started out was... Uh, just trying some things and seeing what happens. And I think where we are today, I think the first word that came to mind when you asked that question is like overwhelming sometimes. Really? Yeah. Um, Like there's things that fly at us and we're like, oh, it's been 10 years. We haven't had that yet. Okay, sit down, talk about it. And you sort of think like after 10 years, you would have thought of it all. And there's, you know, you get tested, um, but in a good challenging way.
1: I think- You know a feeling that i feel is lucky because you know we didn't have a game plan we didn't have a a a script something to just follow and do exactly what other people were doing we threw a lot of audibles i just love what that meant
0: audibles see it's a sport like peyton manning his infamous audible is omaha oh
2: it's a sports phrase to like change the game Aha! I, I didn't know those. I, I'm really proud that I use that. I
1: think you did really.
0: Tracy loves throwing in uh, sports <laughs> catchphrases and terminology, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> but not really.
1: <laughs> I feel like they're everywhere, but yeah. yeah, I I do. I mean, I feel like Tracy said, "lucky," and and we did try a lot of things, and some things don't work, and some things work for a little bit, and then you have to change them. But I don't think we would be where we are if we hadn't have, if we weren't willing to take some chances here and there too. Um, But smart, smart chance, smart chances.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's probably like the starting point. You know, if we're, if this is like a masterclass, this episode on how to be a successful woman entrepreneur, really any entrepreneur, I mean, women are gonna face more challenges. You know, yeah. it's the reality. It's not fair. It, it sucks in many ways, but it's just something. Uh, it's the reality we're kind of that you deal with right now. But even just entrepreneurialism in, in general, I think most people don't even get started because they they don't want to take that risk. Right. And I think everybody could have a great or a good idea, but it's those who are willing to you know take that initial leap of faith. Right. Uh, you know, you may fail, but you're not going to succeed if you don't do that first step.
1: Tracy is the risk taker between the two of us. She's the one who's like, I'll try anything and see what happens or I will listen to someone give me a speech about their product for 15, 20, even an hour. And if I don't like it, what's it worth? You know, just a little bit of my time. Whereas
2: I'm- Susan's the crockpot thinker. She's (laughs) like, hold on, we cannot take that chance yet. Wait, wait, wait. And I think it's been that mix that- has gotten us really far. Of like, if I was able to just take all the risks without some crock pot, uh, I think I would love <laughs>
0: you, your law firm even more than I already do if yeah. that was the case. You'd be like, all right, everybody's required to have pink hair,
1: <laughs> pink <laughs> glitter nails. Yes. Uh, yeah, there'd be 400 lawyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We would all figure it out. Yeah. Everybody would have a pink beetle car. <laughs>
0: so having <laughs> a good balance, then uh, a yin yeah. to your yang. Yep. Uh, I know, like my brother Ben and I are the same way. Like I'm probably the more eccentric. Try anything, and and Ben's more like what what the hell are you doing, Matt? Put your clothes back on. No, <laughs> but I mean, yes. you have to have a good balance. I ben, think.
1: where are you? Come over here. <laughs> He's the regulator Yeah. Uh,
0: for me. Uh, so, you know, starting out, you you met uh, working downtown, working in, you were both yep. lawyers, uh, and you're working and you say, hey, here's a crazy idea, let's uh, let's team up. It's like a super group team up. So how did it get started? How did you kind of form what is now uh, Hightower Ref Law?
2: Literally just
1: like that. Like, hey, here's a crazy idea. Let's team up. Yeah, well, we, I mean, Tracy's specialty at the time was doing family law, and mine was doing criminal defense. And if those two types of law overlap a lot. And the other thing is, is we're both representing individuals in a tough time in their life. And so people come to you when you're an attorney and they think you can do everything. And they're like, oh, you can handle everything from my will to my business startup to my criminal defense case. You know, They think we do everything and we don't. So we would refer cases to each other or chat about cases that were overlapping. And at that time in my career, I was like, absolutely no family law. I mean, I was afraid of the unknown. Divorce law has kind of a a tough connotation to it, even amongst lawyers. Like that's a hard area of law. It's very emotional. Blah blah blah. It can get ugly. It can get ugly, yeah. And so I was like, I'm never going to do that. And then so we started chatting more and more and more. And then we were, you know, I think both looking for changes. And Tracy was looking to grow, and I was think I think I was just looking for a change. And so that's I think most the best way to describe how it kind of came about. And it was just kind of float this idea. It wasn't like either one of us had a plan that we fit the other person into or something like that. The
2: secret is that Susan hated me when she first met me. I did not. <laughs> yes, she did. She thought I was crazy. I did. <laughs> there, there. And then and then, like three weeks later, we were looking for an office space and not, having to sign a seven-year lease not somewhere. three weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like that commitment part, when yeah. you're committing your finances, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's when scary. it gets real. Yeah.
1: Well, and in my mind, a little bit of my uh, not my usual sense, but I was I was like, well, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, you just start something different Then you know, like Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out between us, it doesn't. It's, it's,
2: She's still thinking that today.
0: I think, <laughs> I'll just start something new think, if it doesn't like, well, work. Like a, like a, I don't give an F clause. You have to have that kind of mentality. Like obviously oh, yeah. you care a yeah. lot. You know, it's like a it's like a child almost. Your business it's it's that time involved and you're that yeah. connected. But you kind of have to have this. I don't, I'm i willing to take race, uh, risks. I don't care if I fail, and I'll just learn from it and, yeah. and move on. So like if just speaking to someone who is maybe in your position where you were. Uh, just starting out, and they're listening now, and they want to take that leap. What, what, what would you recommend? Like that help kind of push someone over the edge, uh, you know? To okay, take that leap, uh, take that risk, that chance. Be smart about it. But what got you fi- the the needle finally, I guess, moving for you to just do it?
2: Um, I think any recommendation is talking to as many people as you can, um, and having some sort of support system whether that's financially or someone backing you um, like a CPA or an attorney that you can talk to about starting a business. And then just talking to people that have started a business, like what are the things that you did that you wish you would have done differently? Um, And I think for both of us, like I have a management uh, bachelor's degree in business management. And then I did some um, law practice management classes in law school. So like that was sort of my educational piece of figuring out how you can do it in the real world. But if you're thinking of starting a business in general, you got to learn from some other people's mistakes too. And Would that's like talking that, to
0: people. Like surrounding yourself to, Like you say, you know, the five people around you is, you know, who you will become or who you will be. Um, do you think that was important too? Having mentors and successful people in your circle?
1: yeah and i think like tracy said knowing you you could pick up a phone and call someone out and ask them a question about whatever it was and they would take the time to answer it for you i mean that's a gift to have someone who's willing to say i can help you you know and i want to see you succeed um i remember i lined up so i had been my own bit. both of us were solo practitioners so we both already at least had that framework where we were running our own businesses where we were the only person. So I had an attorney who I talked to a lot and he also was an someone who gave me a lot of advice on tech issues which is completely outside my wheelhouse still load. is. Yep, totally. <laughs> Will admit. Um, you know, how to set up an email, how to set up a website, how to do any sort of digital online presence, all of that and then you know, the CPA person and then I had a couple Attorneys who were out there practicing, who'd been in private practice. Now, maybe they weren't, you know, running their own show, but they had seen a lot and been around a lot, so they were able to guide me with different things that would come up day to day.
0: So you also have a very unique path and like how you operated. Uh, I think as when you got when you came together with uh, Hightower Riff Law, I've noticed this from day one. It's a different culture than uh, I think many businesses, uh, many companies. Uh, in, in ways such as you uh, support and um, promote and encourage women, I think more in a male dominated industry heavily with, with law uh, more than any other firm, at least in our, uh, our city here in Omaha that I'm aware of, maybe even the Midwest. And you do that. You do it in a fair way, and you do it for the right reasons. And then also other issues that that you're passionate about. You're not afraid to say, "No, we're going to support this cause." You know, we're going to support uh, LGBT, LGBTQIA uh, plus per, uh, persons before it's you know as maybe acceptable as it is in 2022 uh, today. And uh, and you do that. I think. Most businesses look at stuff like that and they say, this is a risk. Why are we taking this risk? It could blow up in our face if we take a stand or if we let our, our personal values influence how we do business, we're here to make money or make a profit and that's it. And they, so they, they stay neutral. Well, was there a decision or did that just come naturally? Uh, What do you advise to people who are, who don't really know, how do I make the right choice here? And they feel that struggle.
2: I think part of being lucky is that Susan and I believe in most of the same things, um, but also... Tracy likes cilantro. Oh, yeah. Susan hates cilantro. And
1: onions.
0: What about oregano?
1: <laughs> no, cilantro is like a very... It's like it's like a... People she despises cilantro. I hate it.
0: Really? I don't know if I've even had it. Like, I mean... Maybe on something. How do you, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking of. Uh,
2: you can make it in a smoothie. It's really good.
0: Is it mm-hmm.
2: like a whole
0: bunch? <laughs> of lunch. Like I'm thinking. I know oregano. I've seen in the container. Oregano,
2: cilantro not the same. Not a I'm lot thinking, of Mexican food. Cilantro and parsley. I'm of green yet.
0: onions. That's what's popping scallions. up. Scallions. Yeah. I'll eat those yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: So, so,
0: so. But other we, than cilantro. Yeah. So, other
1: than
2: that. So we do believe in a lot of the same things and like taking a stand on a lot of the same things. So that was a lucky thing, I think, for us that. Just like, okay, do we want to donate to this cause or volunteer our time? Yep, that makes sense. Um, And as we've added more attorneys, we've had to be mindful of, okay, well, this attorney is volunteering on a board over here. Do we want to donate to that? Um, Because we get asked to donate our time and money to a lot of different places. So we've had to really be intentional on, you know, where are our values um, and where do we want to put that time and effort? Um, And so we talk a lot about that. So it's very intentional. Yes,
0: now it is. Before it was like- It was just kind of, it just came naturally, but now it's an intentional mindset.
1: And I I mean, for me, part of owning your own business is you get the ability to do that. You get the ability to use whatever power and influence you have with your business to support what you want to support. And I mean, Tracy and I don't apologize for being, you know, supportive of Planned Parenthood or of the ACLU or things that sometimes can be polarizing. And we're like, well- Just as like, we're not the lawyer for everybody. We understand that. This may be another reason why we might not be the best lawyer for you, but that's okay. That's Mm -hmm. okay in our mind, you know.
0: It's interesting. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah. We also, you know, have realized that by taking a stand or like being vocal about these things that we can use, use that power as a lawyer to the benefit of the community, as opposed to just staying quiet and just looking at profit. Um, So I think, you know, we've also realized over 10 years, you can't make everyone happy either.
0: It's it's fascinating to me on a like a national scale. You see companies, advertisers who uh, who are slow to come around, and they people crave and really demand authenticity now more than ever. I mean that's why podcasts, as an example, are so popular because they aren't censored by advertisers. They aren't censored by a, a corporation or a company saying no, 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 just play it safe you know, watered down content works uh, just fine uh, for our bottom line. (laughs) Um, But then at the same time, you have companies that you see um, when they do take that initiative, when they are authentic and real from right out of the gate, those are the ones that seem to be rewarded the most. So it's interesting that we can all see it for what it is, but still so many major companies are kind of slow on the the uptake as far as coming around to just doing what they actually believe and, and support. So it's refreshing yeah. to see what you've done. I mean, I know when I first started uh, doing some some video work for for you, I was I felt very kind of honored. I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, why am I? Because there was just all women there. I'm like, why am I the, the <laughs> only guy here? And I'm like, okay, well this is a good like this is this is awesome. Like this is a whole new vibe, a whole new culture I haven't hadn't really seen or been a part of. Uh, it was very refreshing to see because. Mm. I mean, I have that same belief and and align with what you're you're you know kind of pushing for as well. That you know, yeah, there aren't there aren't enough uh, voices being elevated right. uh, that need to be heard,
1: right? And I think the difference between kind of what we have been able to do and maybe some of these big corporations is the difference between big corporate and small business. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're small, we you know the risks feel bigger, but they also, the rewards feel better too, Mm -hmm. you know? Whereas Amazon once a year can wave their pride flag and Mm -hmm. like say they did the right thing.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that feels, do you see that as a, almost feels disingenuous when you have Companies as great as it, great as it is to have them come around. Like we just had our Heartland Pride Parade this summer yeah. in July. You see more companies there than I've ever seen before. Yeah. I remember when we were going there seven, eight years ago for the, our TV show at the time, and we weren't. It, it was it was not nearly as I guess popular. I don't know if that's the right you know uh, descriptor, but yeah. uh, you see it. That's great, but it's like where were you ten years ago when right. you knew the same thing was it was the you know the same issue. Um, and it just feels kind of do you see it, people maybe turned off by that nowadays?
1: You know, I don't I would say you'd have to look a little bit behind the scenes. like, is that company also have, you know equal hiring practices, yeah. equal pay, and all of that. And so if they if they're putting all of their actions behind it, mm-hmm. not just showing up at pride,
2: you know, I think the other thing about advertising is we figured out a long time ago it's really hard to advertise for divorce. Um, <laughs> it is right. It's it's sad. It's traumatic. It's scary. Very personal. And we, you know, took sort of a s- snarky-ish approach if to you it. You haven't
0: seen the billboards, by the way, around town <laughs> yeah. for of Law. They are. Brilliant and hilarious. And, and because there's truth. That's what yeah. makes great comedy. There's truth behind them. Yeah.
2: It's the buzz of the courthouse. There's one judge <laughs> who loves our billboards. And his favorite one is the one that says marriage is the leading cause of divorce. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like snarky. And true. that was sort of a play yes. on COVID. Uh-huh. Um, but we also run our law firm like a business. And I think that somewhere got lost in the minds of other lawyers. Um, you know, we, we track how our clients come in so we can figure out decisions for other marketing opportunities. We, you know, know how much our networking is working or not, and then we can decide to do something different. So I think that has played in a lot of the success too, that we gather a lot of data in order to make business decisions where I think, a lot of law firms and lawyers are just sort of like, well, my job is to represent clients, not run a business. And right.
0: there's a, there's
2: an overlap between those two that is really important.
0: That produces a lot of jerks, like this <laughs> jerk mentality, which I've never understood. Uh, I think investing in, in relationships and how you treat people, it's the easiest form of marketing. It creates referrals. Right. It builds trust that'll laugh last a lifetime at your relationship. And you can't, that, that has just a priceless value right. uh, to it. And mm-hmm. I think you've you've done that as well. And that's one thing I noticed, like your follow through with your culture uh, isn't just on the surface of who you hire, but it's like you said, not just showing up to a pride parade, but hiring people who, uh, who are from that community and different right. voices, different perspectives. And then the networking, that was the next thing I wanted to ask you about. So networking, like Tracy, I, I mean, I know Susan, you network as well, but like I've personally seen Tracy. She's maybe the... Uh, can I say fiercest networker <laughs> I have ever seen? Uh, and it, it, I mean, I've- she,
1: she, I'm sure she has me topped. So she she can have- <laughs> Oh, fierce... I don't know,
0: Susan knows everyone in a yeah. room.
1: Well, I think I think, just like our personalities, I think we probably network a little bit differently, mm-hmm. which is awesome because then we're hitting more people.
0: So how, what's a secret for that? Give us a secret or a tip on on how somebody can network in the most effective way possible here in Omaha in this market
2: you have to look at networking as building relationships and you cannot look at networking as what can this person give to me? Um, It takes a lot of relationship building for one person to refer you a client. And Mm -hmm. so you have to recognize that, that being interested in the other person, um, I I like to network and not really think about it as networking. Like, hey, you seem like an interesting person. Tell me what you do. And then you can make connections that way. But if you're like, here's what I do and I want you to send me referrals, you're never going to make a connection with that person. Yeah.
0: It feels as like the hard sell versus the soft sell approach. Like I found I, nobody wants to be get the hard sell where it's buy this now. And it's just, it feels very disingenuous. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of circles and places though, that you can network where people expect you to ask, you know, to go to lunch or coffee with them. So it's not weird. Like I'm going to tell you about my business. Um, But if, yeah, if you're going to lunch and you're getting the hard sale, you're
1: sort of like, I'd like to just get to know you first. Can
0: I just eat my salad first?
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think another really good way that I network that I'm comfortable with is you can network up and down. Like I, I network with people who are brand new lawyers, you know, why not get to know them? Um, I network with people who are my equals. And then I network with people who are way above me, who I don't know if they'll want to give me any sort of business, but I have something I can learn from them. Mm -hmm. So I look at it that way too. You know, The relationships are, what can I learn from this person? What could they learn from me?
0: So to bring this around uh, full circle here, if we had to, I know this is challenging, but uh, if we had to narrow it down to just like the top two or three pieces of advice you have, if I were to ask the question or set you up with, uh, how to be a successful woman entrepreneur in Omaha, Nebraska, what would you give? What would you give us for, for your answer to that, for your tips?
1: I would say one thing is know what you know and know what you don't know and what you don't know, figure out how you're going to fill that in. You know, like we don't do our own accounting. We don't do our own advertising. We don't, we don't do our own podcast. Yeah. We could turn on our phone, right. And talk into our phone or whatever, and probably come up with a podcast. It's going to suck because that's not what we do. So know know where your holes are and fill them with the right people. Mm. And don't be afraid of that. I mean, I think some people don't want to admit they don't know things or don't want to spend the money or the time to get to know those things, but it's like building the foundation for your business.
0: So I'm hearing is, uh, Trust, know who to trust, and don't be afraid to delegate to those yeah, people you trust.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All
2: right. Mine are all about like being ballsy. Okay. Uh, ballsy. I, like, you gotta, there's an air of confidence, I think, that um, comes with it too. And sometimes that comes with experience and time, but like, We were at the Pride Festival, and we didn't know if we could get past this uh, one gate. I didn't have a wristband on because it was down at the table, and I was with two of our younger lawyers. And I said, "Come on, just walk through here. Like, just pretend like you are you belong here, and that you're able to, you know, get past this." And we just did that. We just like walked without and just say hello to the people at the table, and they're like, "Whoa, that worked!" And I was like, "Yes, of course it did." Um, You know, and so I think there's that air of like knowing that you are good enough to be here, um, especially as a lawyer in the courtroom and as a, a young woman lawyer. Um, the ageism thing that I think we dealt with for a long time, you just have to yeah. go in there, be more prepared than um, any other person in the courtroom too. But um, y- you also have to be prepared for um, you know, those mansplaining comments. It, as a woman entrepreneur or young person, is just going to get. And you have to be prepared for that. And I think you have to be ready for what kind of reputation do you want when you respond that way, uh, a certain way to that stuff. So
0: You don't have to be okay with it. I That's mean, right. I know like, uh, um, you know, uh, minorities deal with that every single day where, no, it's not okay. Yes, we need to keep working hard to change it, but it pretending like it's not it doesn't exist. Right. It, it's not going to, it's not going right. to help you. Um, and the fake it till you make it. Uh, that is so true. And it, yes. even the most successful people, any of us know, deal with imposter syndrome where they doubt themselves yeah. and you do, you have to tell yourself, I mean, even I do the same thing. I'd say, nope, I belong, uh, uh sitting at this table with two of uh, the most successful, respected women in Omaha and I belong here. I mean, okay, maybe that's your studio. So, but yeah, it is my studio and I did invite you. So yes, we're paying, we're paying for everything, but no, uh, but it is very true. You have to say I belong. Yeah. You know, even if you don't feel like you do, you do belong. Yeah. Uh, So any, any last words of uh, wisdom for entrepreneurs in Omaha?
1: I think it's okay to take chances and being like failure is such a crazy, dirty word, right? Like, Oh, that didn't work out. Well, sometimes that's the best thing that ever happens, right? It didn't mm-hmm. work and they tried something new and that was the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. So it, flipping the, the lid on a failure.
0: Flipping the script. Flipping the script,
1: yeah. there you go. Dust yourself off and try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try something
0: Wait, new. Yeah, who sings that? Yeah, fail and fail often. That's, yeah. that's, that's, what a, that's what a meme from Will Smith taught me. So oh, and it's very true.
2: <laughs> Great. We're going to end on Will Smith, are on- we? No, oh, no, no, no. Okay, uh, Tracy no, needs... Yeah.
0: Uh, failure is growth. How about that? This is a better yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah.
2: So I just gave my dad a birthday card yesterday, and it said, not everything that counts can be counted, and not everything that can be counted counts. Hmm. And then it was something like, what number birthday is this? We're not counting. But anyways, <laughs> that was an Einstein quote, and I, yeah. you know, that was a... Yeah,
0: because you just celebrated your 30th birthday, so... yeah. Congratulations. Yeah,
2: thanks. Yeah. And not too long before that, I was 21.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary yes. this year. So
0: Congratulations on the anniversary. Yeah, uh, and uh, we'll have all the links to Hightower Ref Law, hrlawomaha.com, and uh, links to your LinkedIn profiles and all the socials. And hopefully soon, uh, coming soon, uh, the Hightower Ref Law TikTok channel. So we can get some. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I'm just picturing so many dance challenges in the office uh, and, and at the courtroom man get some judges
2: Ooh. oh yeah we'll, we'll get our billboard judge on mm-hmm.
0: yes I, I need we go for that <laughs> we'll and you can find we we'll do a jive uh, we'll put a link in the show notes too for the later Lady Lawyer League um, with a new season coming up this uh, September so that's exciting and it's your third season and uh, you can find that Lady Lawyer League anywhere you listen to podcasts or watching uh, if you're watching here we'll have the links for you in our show notes thanks so much Tracy and Susan thanks so much for coming on the, the podcast today
1: thanks, thanks Matt
0: Thanks for joining us on the podcast. And if you like these episodes, please subscribe. Hit that follow button if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, because with every subscriber, you're actually helping this podcast reach more entrepreneurs and business owners just like you, so we can all achieve those big, hairy, audacious goals. We have resources in the show notes for ways women entrepreneurs can get their business funded and how to contact Susan and Tracy.